1: Who will fill the vacuum left by the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan?
0: China has a real problem with the Taliban. So they're going to try to work out some arrangement with Taliban, I'm sure. As does Pakistan, as does Russia, as does Iran. They're all trying to figure out what do they do now. So it'll be interesting
1: to see what happens. Another AOC rant.
2: You know, what that shares with rape culture is that sexual assault is about the abuse of power and sexual assault is about asserting control over another person. And the ease with which these men seek to do that to other people is atrocious.
1: This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast. Your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, September 9th. I'm Rich Thomason. President Biden's approval ratings continue to suffer. The New York Post reports it in a half dozen key swing states... More people polled disapprove than approve of the job Mr. Biden is doing. In Arizona, Florida, and Georgia, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Texas, Mr. Biden's approval ratings lag his disapproval ratings by at least 10 points, according to a newly released Civic survey. YouGov says roughly 9 in 10 Democrats gave a thumbs-up to the president's performance until just recently. But this week, his approval rating among Dems is down 9 points, from 86% last week to 77% now. Upon taking office, Mr. Biden wasted no time trying to undo virtually everything that President Trump did, and that includes 18 people appointed to the U.S. Military Academy boards by Mr. Trump. They've been told to resign or face termination. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. The
3: president's objective is what any president's objective is, is to ensure you have uh, nominees and people serving on these boards who are qualified to serve on them and who are aligned uh, with your values.
1: Saki questioning the motives behind some of the appointments that Mr. Trump made.
3: I will let others evaluate whether they think Kellyanne Conway and Sean Spicer and others were qualified or not political uh, to serve on these boards. Uh, But uh, the president's uh, qualification requirements are not your party registration. Uh, They are whether you're qualified to serve and whether uh, you're aligned with the values of this administration.
1: There is no end to the fallout over the U.S. withdrawal from Afghanistan, specifically the way it was conducted. Wisconsin Republican Congressman Mike Gallagher telling the Salem Radio Network that he simply does not believe the Biden administration's estimate of how many Americans are still trapped behind enemy lines. I don't have the precise numbers on those, but I think the administration's um, approximation that it's in the hundreds is lowballing it, Um, particularly if you, you add in LPRs green card holders, as we should, as we should treat those as people we have a duty to get out. Gallagher notes Democrats blocked legislation that he says could have averted much of the chaos surrounding the pullout. Two weeks ago, I had a bill on the House floor that would have prevented the administration from withdrawing on the August 31st Taliban-demanded surrender date until we had gotten all Americans out of the country and would have required a daily report to Congress on precisely those numbers, on how many of our people are still there. Daybreak Insider White House correspondent Greg Clugston reports that since the middle of last month, roughly 60,000 people from Afghanistan have landed in the U.S.
0: That's the latest estimate from the Department of Homeland Security. DHS says 17% of those arrivals are U.S. citizens and permanent residents who were in Afghanistan when the government there fell to the Taliban. The remaining 83% are a mix of people including those who worked as interpreters or in some other capacity for the U.S. or NATO.
1: Secretary of State Blinken acknowledges the Taliban has been blocking evacuation flights waiting to leave northern Afghanistan. They claim that
0: some of the passengers do not have the required documentation. While there are limits to what we can do without personnel on the ground, without an airport, with normal security procedures in place, we are working to do everything in our power to support those flights and to get them off the ground.
1: Blinken has been conferring with his German counterpart and others about a response to the Taliban's announcement of a new interim Afghan government a hardline cabinet that's raising serious concerns in the
0: West. The Taliban seek international legitimacy and support. Any legitimacy, any support will have to be earned.
1: Afghanistan has been heavily reliant on international aid. U.S. News reports China is considering taking a major role in the operation of Bagram Air Base a couple of years down the road. It would reportedly involve stationing personnel and supplies at the base. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy says American tax dollars helped to build the base and for 20 years the U.S. military sacrificed to defend it. McCarthy says President Biden abandoned the base and our allies in the middle of the night and now China set to move in. In other military matters, a tragedy. Daybreak Insider's Keith Peters says the Navy mourning the loss of 5 Service a fatal helicopter crash off Southern California last week was caused by the aircraft experiencing side-to-side vibrations that caused the main rotor to hit the deck of an aircraft carrier while landing. The San Diego Union-Tribune quotes a brief Navy Safety Center crash summary that was first reported by the Navy Times. The summary gives no indication of what caused the vibrations. The MH-60S Seahawk fell off the deck of the USS Abraham Lincoln on August 31st. One crew member was rescued and five were declared dead after a search. Five sailors on the carrier's deck were also injured. Americans for Public Trust has gotten a hold of some emails suggesting CDC mask mandates for schools are not necessarily driven by science. APT Executive Director Caitlin Sutherland telling Fox News... So in
3: May, the CDC announced updated guidance for vaccinated Americans... uh, However, uh, this sparked confusion and how it would apply in school settings. And the emails that we received show is that after the CDC announced this guidance, uh, the NEA, the largest teachers unions, uh, drafted a statement criticizing the CDC for their newest mask guidance. However, the White House Director of Labor Engagement actually got the NEA to hold off on releasing this critical statement and instead instructed the CDC Director, Rochelle Walensky, to start doing damage control and calling the teachers' unions around town in relation to their newest guidance. At the end of the day, the CDC clarified uh, the mass guidance for vaccinated Americans in school settings, and the NEA released a statement markedly different than the very harsh critical one they drafted the day earlier and praised the CDC for the guidance, and the critical one never saw the light of day.
1: The New York Times says the Los Angeles school district will be the first in the country to mandate student vaccination. In the aftermath of Texas passing its pro-life law, the left launching a defense of what it calls women's rights. But in today's woke culture, it's trying to do so without using the word women. New York Democrat Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez with CNN's Anderson Cooper. None
2: of this is about supporting life. What this is about is controlling women's bodies and controlling people who are not cisgender men. This is about making sure that someone like me as a woman or any menstruating person in this country cannot make decisions over their own body.
1: AOC comparing the Texas law to sexual assault since she says it is her words about asserting control over another person. The Wall Street Journal says the Biden administration has faced growing pressure from some Democrats and pro-abortion groups to take action to overturn the Texas law. And it looks like the administration is gearing up to do just that. Former Trump attorney Jenna Ellis tells Salem Radio Network's Dr. Sebastian Gorka that while the future of Roe v. Wade has yet to be decided, the high court is not willing to interfere with the rights of states to pass pro-life legislation if they so choose.
2: Even though this was simply a denial of an emergency application to stay the law, it shows that the Supreme Court is no longer reflexively protecting abortion as a so-called right. And that's what is the most important part of this decision. The Supreme Court said that they were not ruling on the merits of the issue. Um, Of course, it will be litigated further uh, on the merits and potentially wind its way up back to the Supreme Court. But what they're saying here is that no longer will an activist majority simply say, sorry, states, you don't have a compelling interest to protect unborn life.
1: Ellis argues Roe v. Wade would have been decided differently if today's science was available back then. That
2: if the Roe court in 1973 were sitting today with the science that we have, their decision in that case would have been markedly different because they didn't hold like the leftists want us to believe that there is a constitutional right to abortion. They didn't hold that. They simply said that the government has a compelling interest to protect life, but that a so-called right to privacy covers some abortions in some circumstances. And so they created this balancing test, which now that we have much, much better science shows that the balance is in favor of protecting life from the moment of conception.
1: Dr. Gorka contends Roe v. Wade doesn't have a leg to stand on. I'm not a lawyer, but that's garbage
0: law. The idea that you can kill an unborn child based upon some penumbra of privacy hidden in the Constitution. It was garbage back in 1973, and it's still garbage now.
1: A Colorado city is apologizing, has agreed to pay $3 million to a 73-year-old woman with dementia who was roughed up by police. An officer arrested her after she left a store without paying for about $14 worth of goods. Police body cam video shows an officer grabbing her arm and pushing her to the ground during the arrest, which left her with a dislocated shoulder. Family attorney Sarah Shelkey talked with KMGH.
2: Today, we are announcing a settlement reached... Karen Garner's federal civil rights lawsuit against the city of Loveland and its officers for their horrific assault upon her, for their failure to provide her with medical care for hours afterwards, and their supervisor's blatant and appalling efforts to cover it all up.
1: The victim's daughter-in-law says the video is shocking.
2: This incident shocked us by exposing us to the lowest form of human behavior and indecency, particularly by people that should be respected people that should know how to show respect, and an inability just to do the right thing. But conversely, this family was also overwhelmed by the support and the love of people in the city of Loveland, as well as around the world.
1: The victim's daughter says the settlement will ensure her mother's care.
2: It's good to know that we can keep her in care and have her cared for. But there needs to be some change in this department. I don't want to see this happen to anyone else's families. Again, I don't want to see it.
1: President Biden and Vice President Harris are campaigning on behalf of California Governor Gavin Newsom in his bid to survive a recall vote. The University of Southern California's Mindy Romero says if Democrat Newsom is recalled and a Republican is elected to replace him, probably won't be for long
2: when the um, gubernatorial race for 2022 um, comes around it's 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 a done deal that it's going to be a democrat that republican is not going to get reelected
1: romero on the process
2: 50% plus 1 of those that are voting after recall him once he's recalled that second question kicks in you know if the governor is recalled who do you want to select and that's just a plurality of the vote, the person that has the individual that has the most votes, period.
1: Romero believes the recall will have a nationwide impact on the twenty twenty two midterms.
2: What happens in California is going to be part of that larger narrative. And of course, if you know if it's close or if he's indeed recalled, it will fuel and encourage potentially other
1: recall efforts. The leading Republican running against Newsom, Salem radio talker Larry Elder. Hello, Townhall.com posted video on its Twitter feed showing a woman wearing a gorilla mask on a bicycle throwing an egg at Elder. An Elder staffer was hit in the back of the head by one of the assailant's associates. Thankfully, there were no serious injuries. Daybreak Insider's Eric Cudd says a Portland philosophy professor has called it quits. Issuing a scathing letter in defense of free thought and open, honest inquiry, on campus
0: substack.com
1: has posted an open
0: letter to the portland state university provost penned by philosophy professor peter Bagasian. he's resigned in the wake of too many progressive ideas and influence at the university the website resignation letter similar to one posted online by former new york times writer barry weiss in july of 2020 says the Bagasian sought to create the conditions for rigorous thought in the classroom to help his students gain the tools to hunt and furrow for their own conclusions but the letter says brick by brick the university has made this kind of intellectual exploration impossible it has transformed a bastion of free inquiry into a social justice factory whose only inputs are race gender and victimhood and whose only outputs are grievance and division
1: The Federalist details how the National Archives and Records Administration has placed a harmful content warning on the Constitution, labeling the governing document of the United States as harmful or difficult to view. The warning applies to all documents across the Archives catalog website, including the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence. The Biden administration states, and we quote here, NARA's records span the history of the United States and it is our charge to preserve and make available these historical records. As a result, some of the materials presented here may reflect outdated, biased, offensive, and possibly violent views and opinions. In addition, some of the materials may relate to violent or graphic events and are preserved for their historical significance. After a social media outcry, the NARA said that the alert is not tied to any specific record, but rather appears at the top of the page while one is using its online catalog. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcasts, Spotify or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. Join us again tomorrow. I'm Rich Thomason.